our top story comes from the world of sports. As this afternoon, we learned that the NCAA has reversed their ruling on Tez Walker, granting him eligibility for the remainder of the season. UNC wideout Tez Walker was ruled ineligible for the first four games of the season because of new transfer rules in the NCAA, specifically that he had transferred twice. Those new rules actually went into place after Walker had transferred to UNC and was under the impression he would be eligible to play under the existing rules. The NCAA implied that they changed their ruling because new information had been made available. UNC Athletic Director Bubba Cunningham fired back in an official statement earlier today claiming that the NCAA's justification for the delay is inaccurate. Meanwhile, North Carolina Attorney General Josh Stein published a letter that he sent to the NCAA back in September in which he outlines in detail why the NCAA's actions are likely illegal and how he would pursue legal remedy. Once again, NCAA reversing their ruling earlier today and allowing Tez Walker to play this season. You can find full coverage of Tez's reinstatement by visiting the sports section of chapelboro.com. Turning now to the state of the community. What is the state of our community? Every year, the Chamber for a Greater Chapel Hill Carborough compiles data on a variety of topics for a comprehensive state of the community report featuring trends both good and bad, and some trends that could be either good or bad, depending on how you look at them. With a closer look, here's 97.9 The Hills' Aaron Keck. Chamber President Aaron Nelson says one of the biggest takeaways from this year's report is, no surprise, a steady increase in the cost of housing. Chatham County still is leading the way. The median home price for the last six months is $600,000. Uh, that was the same in 2022. In Orange County, it continues to creep up, approaching now $500,000. Chapel Hill Carborough City Schools, the cost of housing there are now higher than anywhere else in our region. And in Carborough in particular, the cost of housing is up $200,000 over just 2019 pricing. Mm -hmm. So you put that plus additional taxes plus the cost of borrowing, the cost to live or to buy a new home in our community is out of reach of most. Nelson says there are a lot of factors driving up housing costs, but one of the biggest is a lack of new supply. From a policy perspective, I think what that's going to mean is if we're going to be able to recruit and retain the faculty and staff that we need to keep our university excellent and if we're going to recruit and retain the employees for our health care system and our small businesses that figuring out how to produce more housing will, is a key priority. Supply is going to have to be part of this solution. In the school district, we are not making many new homes. I think it was like 28 new homes were produced in all of last year for sale. And so more supply will be essential if we are going to uh, compete for the talent that we need to be successful. Where we have seen an increase in supplies in the rental market with lots of new apartments going up around town. As a result, Nelson says average rent prices have flattened out a bit in Chapel Hill and Carborough, but it also means a greater and greater percentage of residents are renters. Across Orange County, about 33% of residents rent. That's similar to the statewide average, but in Chapel Hill, Carborough, it's now a lot higher. Carborough, I think it's 58% of mm -hmm. people are renting and 51% of folks in Chapel Hill. So we got to think about what our goals are is both add supply in the home ownership market as well as in the rental market. Lately, in the last several years, it's been rental that is easier to finance for developers. And so that's why we're seeing all of these apartment complexes. I get lots of questions about why not more for 
for sale homes. Uh, we will see some condo coming, but in general, condo and townhouse, in order to get the money to build it, you have to pre-sell half of them. But we do have some new condo complexes coming along. Single family is where we'll have to do some investing, finding the land in order to make that possible. Changing some of our rules and regulations on where that can be built will help a great deal. You can read a full transcript of my conversation with Aaron Nelson and get a link to the full State of the Community report on our website, chapelboro.com. For 97 on the Hill, I'm Aaron Keck. Thank you, Aaron. Some more local government news now. Big congratulations to Richard Terrell. He's been named the Chapel Hill Town Employee of the Year. That is the Cal Horton Service Award. And uh, Richard Terrell has been with the town since 1976. 47 years of service makes him the longest-serving town employee and again, he received the Cal Horton Service Award from the town in a ceremony yesterday, so congratulations to him. More local election news now. We learned this afternoon of some endorsements in the Carborough Town Council race. Damon Siles took to social media to give his endorsement to Eleazar Posada, Jason Merrill, and Catherine Frey. And speaking of that Carborough Town Council race, we'll be hearing from two of those candidates here in about 15 minutes or so. We'll hear from bro- both Catherine Frey and April Mills, two candidates for Carborough Town Council and our candidate introductions. You can find all the candidate introductions that have aired so far by visiting chapelboro.com. They are not being posted until they have actually aired on the radio. Time now to talk sports, and in the world of sports, we will start with some conversation about football because it's Tez Walker Day, apparently. Earlier this afternoon, the NCAA reversed their decision on Tez Walker, granting him eligibility for the rest of the season. Of course, he missed the first four games of the year after being deemed ineligible due to new transfer rules. Those new transfer rules put into place after Tez had already transferred to UNC. And uh, we got a lot of action on that story today. The big takeaway, of course, Tez will be able to play starting this weekend. The other takeaways, uh, NCAA saying they got new information that led to them to changing their decision. UNC Athletic Director Bubba Cunningham says not so fast. The NCAA had all the information as soon as it was available. Then we learned this afternoon that uh, North Carolina Attorney General Josh Stein sent a letter to the NCAA that I would describe as very strongly worded. He called their actions illegal, outlined why they were illegal, and how he and other states may be pursuing action to remedy that. And then uh, within a couple days, the NCAA reversed their decision. So the big takeaway, Tez is available. Extra good news for the Tar Heels and quarterback Drake May, who had just found a brand new favorite target, J.J. Jones. He led the team with six catches and 117 yards two weeks ago at Pittsburgh. Now we're going to add Tez Walker to that wide receiver core, and that leaves a lot of weapons for an elite quarterback. Performance from J.J. Jones not exactly expected by everyone close to Carolina football, given the fact that Jones missed most of the offseason after having surgery. 
Here's what UNC offensive coordinator Chip Lindsey had to say about Jones' progress so far this season. You know, during the spring, he was in, still injured, and I didn't see a lot of him, so I didn't really know kind of what we had with him. But I think you're seeing a guy that's getting more comfortable the more reps he gets. I think he's he's a, a big-bodied receiver that, that can make contested catches. I think that's his strength. And uh, – our route running's been good, and, and really, uh, he's been a really shot in the arm for us. You know, going into the season, you know, we were, you know, not sure what we had, or I wasn't for sure. I know Lonnie felt really good about him and kept telling me that, and he was right. And I like his progress, and um, I think he's making he's making a lot of plays for us. We got to keep doing that. UNC offensive coordinator Chip Lindsey on the progress of wide receiver JJ Jones. And he'll probably be seeing some lighter coverage as they'll be putting their best corners on Tez Walker coming up on Saturday when UNC hosts the Orange. If you want more coverage of UNC football, you can visit the sports page at chapelboro.com. Some other action. We've got the undefeated and top-ranked women's soccer team in action tonight. They'll be hosting Miami at 7 o'clock at Dorrance Field. We also have some members of the women's tennis team in action at the ITAs, the championships down in Cary. Uh, Fiona Crawley lost her second round matchup earlier today. We do have two doubles teams in action, and we'll get you results of that as soon as we get them.